Hello and welcome to the second series of the Convergence Radio Show. My name is Ben Bowler from Unity Earth and we are delighted to be bringing you this series. Over the last 12 months, there continues to be a tremendous upswing in groups and organizations who are working for peace, sustainability and global unity and who are now finding each other and initiating innovative and inspirational ways of collaboration. We see this interwoven work as the gestation period of an emerging world unity movement and it's growing stronger and more vibrant and more alive every day. After the great success of Series 1, the first 13 episodes of this Convergence radio show, we felt both compelled and excited to continue the conversation with thought leaders, pioneers, activists, artists, entrepreneurs and visionaries who are all powerfully participating in this emerging global act of creation. The need for global unity, planetary consciousness, has never been more urgent and never been more possible. As we inspire and encourage one another on our personal journeys of waking up and growing up, this then drives the collective waking up and growing up that we need. The time really is now. Together, all together, we continue to fuel the fire and this momentous build-up on the road to 2020 towards a more unified, peaceful and sustainable planet. Now over to our chief instigator and your series host, the one and only Dr. Kurt Johnson. Thanks, Ben Bowler, for that introduction to the Convergent series. And we're going to turn it right around here and give the show back to Ben because he'll be introducing two incredible events that we have coming up on the international stage. The Mungo Man Return to Country event in Australia and the Uday Festival in Ethiopia. So to allow maximum time for Ben and his guests, I'm going to turn the program over to him as co-host and master of ceremonies. So welcome, Ben. Thank you very much, Kurt. So it's exciting to be here, and today we're looking ahead to two important global events on the road to 2020, a build-up of healing and unity events around the world. The first is the Return to Country, commemoration event for the long-awaited return of Mungo Man and other ancestral remains to the Willandra Lakes World Heritage Area in Australia. The second we'll be looking at today is the Uday Ethiopia Festival uh, celebrating UN World Interfaith Harmony Week, where we have a very special guest ambassador, Musi Hailu. Let's begin with Return to Country of Mungo Man uh, in November 2017, uh, which represents a one-time opportunity for a long overdue and powerful acknowledgement of Aboriginal Australians as the oldest living culture on earth. This long-awaited moment offers space for truth-telling and healing for all Australians, commemorating the oldest modern humans known outside of Africa and one of the first expressions of spiritual consciousness in the entire human journey. And today I'm very thrilled to have a very special guest with us, which is uh, the scientist who first unearthed Mungo Man, who's also my dad, uh, and that's Professor Jim Bowler. Um, Professor Jim Bowler is a geologist with a lifetime study of climatic change in the Australian landscape. On the shores of the ancient basin he named Lake Mungo, he discovered uh, the, his discovery of ancient human remains led to the establishment of the Willander Lakes World Heritage Area. Two early burial discoveries, uh, Mungo Lady in 1969 and Mungo Man in 1974, remain today as foundation examples of Australia's earliest occupants. 
their extraordinary ritual burials, cremation on one hand, ritual ochre anointing on the other, testify to earliest cultural sophistication. Mungo Man's ritual burial resonates today with Australia's Aboriginal people and their spiritual connection to country. Dad, it's great to have you with us on the Convergence Radio Show. Uh, welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome along. Oh, good morning, Ben. Good morning, America. Oh, good evening, America. America, and this show goes out all over the world. So, Jim, starting with for those people who may not be familiar with the significance of what Mungo Man and, and, and Mungo Lady and the, and the World Heritage Area at Willandra Lakes represents from, a, I guess, starting with a scientific perspective. Can you talk a little bit about the significance of these discoveries? And, uh, you know, obviously it led to the Willandra Lakes World Heritage Area. Could you, could you, could you tell us a little bit about the, uh, the scientific um, importance of, of this region and of these discoveries? Oh, sure. These, these uh, discoveries were in a land which we call a land of lakes. They're lakes with no water. They're, la they're basins that were filled with water during the last ice age. My journey was to un un unwrap the story of the last ice age in Australia. And it was in that context on the eroding shores of the dry basin uh, that, uh, as Ben said, I named Lake Mungo, I found myself walking in the footsteps of people who had clearly been there before me. Uh, I had difficulty convincing my archaeological colleagues <clears throat> that these were relics of ancient human occupation. But the first two discoveries of burials that Ben has mentioned, one in 1668-69, the second one in 1974, they changed the way we see Australian history. They changed the way we understand the history of the, of, of the, early, of the first occupants. Mungo Lady cremated the, the world... The, 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 the world's oldest evidence of modern human cremation, dated at 40,000 years ago. The discovery of Mungo Man, just a 400 metres <clears throat> along the same dune, brought to the surface by the erosion, the, the natural erosion, uh, five metres of, of dune sand had been removed from the top so that when I discovered the tip of a cranium coming out of those sands, I knew immediately we were looking at something of great antiquity. When my archaeological colleagues arrived uh, at my request and recovered the remains, we found that they had, uh, the community had in, in, inserted that that man, obviously one of great uh, cultural importance, has inserted his, in his grave with extraordinary circumstance. <clears throat> the grave very carefully prepared, the body laid out uh, in a fully articulated, lying horizontally. And then we found, has been mentioned, the presence of ochre that uh, mineral hematite, very rare in that part of the country, not within hundreds of kilometres. And this hematite or ochre had been brought in, ground up, and the body had been anointed or the, body, or the, or the, uh, the uh, ochre sprinkled on the grave. It's hard to tell. But as we ex excavated the grave, the presence of that red, of a red rim, around the body uh, really demonstrated an extraordinary example of early cultural sophistication. Now, simultaneously, <clears throat> alongside the human remains, 
There's evidence of a large fire, a big <coughs> zone of blackened sands. Fire and smoke today are the ritual cleaning ceremonies of modern Aboriginal people. There, there 40,000 years ago, we had evidence that this man's community had gathered on the shores of what was then a full uh, a, a, a lake of a, a, a bounty, bounty of, of, of food and, and, and environment, an amazing wetland. Along that shore, the community had gathered together a, a, a ritual crim, uh, burial of, ex, of ex circumstances unparalleled in anywhere in the world for, for modern humanity, that, cult, that ochre burial stands as an iconic symbol of the cultural sophistication of the early Australian Aboriginal people. Those people living and dying there on the shores of the lake, they were connected to the, to the stars, to the sun. They were connected to the cosmos. That ritual would be equivalent to any uh, requiem in, in a cathedral anywhere in the world today. That, that connection uh, to the land and to the cosmos stands as a benchmark, a benchmark for the sophistication of humanity. 40,000 years ago, nowhere else in the world do we have that conjunction of that antiquity and that combination of ritual sophistication uh, carried out by modern uh, humans. So this is a moment in which we link now with the descendants of Mungo Man. Uh, the Aboriginal people today, he has returned from the dead. He has been welcomed by the Aboriginal descendants in an extraordinary manner. They now have a link to their antiquity, uh, in a, unparalleled elsewhere in the world. Mungo Man has remained in the service of science at the Australian National University and the National Museum for the last 43 years. Unfortunately, we've, we, the government and the Australian people, have failed to provide the appropriate final resting place for those human remains. What we have now is the return home, but the return home means that those remains are going into another temporary residence. This is a great moment, a moment of return, a moment of celebration, a moment in which, in which we link that spiritual connection that the Aboriginal people connect, preserve today, a, a spiritual connection that is now demonstrated 40,000 years ago. It's a connection that modern white Australia has largely lost. We live in this market-driven commercial economy. We've lost that sense of spirit connection. We've lost the sense of sacred. The Mungo man and his people, they acknowledged in their ritual burial the reality of that connection to the cosmos. That's a sacred connection. And, and it's that lesson that comes to us in the return of Mungo Man, even though we still don't have a, a, a dignified resting place, there is no crypt, there is no memorial, there is no... We have memorials to people who have died in war all over Australia, but none in memorial 
to uh, just what we have done to the Aboriginal people and memorial to an extraordinary uh, dignity and sophistication their ancient culture and their present culture preserves. So that it's in that context, Ben, that I see uh, this is a, a, an event celebrating the, the, the central components of what makes us human. This is a moment shared by by humanity. This is not just an Australian event. Uh, this 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 indicates our connection to the relationships with indigenous people around the world in America, in Africa, in Ethiopia. So this is a, a moment in which we try we acknowledge the need to reconnect with the cosmos, to reconnect with the earth, to reconnect with our brothers and sisters who have been so desperately disadvantaged in the past. It's a moment in which we, we link the, the bridge between mind and matter. The, we we, we recover our, our, our own spiritual identity with nature from which we came and from and for which we are now responsible. So it's that lesson that we now learn from the dignity of, Aborig of, of, of Aboriginal man and the continu con continuity of that sacred connection to country preserved in the Aboriginal people today. Australians today, white Australia, has much to learn from our Aboriginal cousins. And I would also suggest that our colleagues in America may come to our assistance in helping us deliver that message to the rest of the world. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim, for that comprehensive answer. Just in the, the last minute that we have together, Dad, what, what does it mean for you at a personal level, 43 years it's interesting, 43, he's dated at 43,000 years and he's been in Canberra for 43 years. Um, <laughs> having lived in Canberra, maybe a year, a year there is worth a thousand years, I'm not sure. But what does it mean to you personally now for, for Mungo Man to finally be going home to rest? Oh, I see in Mungo Man a great connection, a, a spiritual connection laid out by the Jesuit paleontologist Teilhard de Chardin. It is the connection between mind and matter and to have Mungo Man, I talk to Mungo Man, his spirit is alive and well and as I speak to you now, Mungo Man is listening and I believe in that, that Christian identity uh, that uh, Christ lives on in the world and mind, matter, matter is sacred and Mungo Man is an iconic symbol of that connection. Thank you very much, Professor Jim Bowler, Dad, for joining us with this very you know, historic moment and uh, your role in it, your unique role in it as we all get ready to return to country November 17 and 18 out on the dunes of Lake Mungo and commemorative concert in Mildura. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jim. We'll be right back with uh, more, talking more about this important historic moment with a very special guest right after this. The Convergence Radio Show is proudly brought to you by Unity Earth. We are an organization that brings together the rich legacy of the Interspiritual Network with the team at OneGod.com, World Weavers, Uday Festival, and the Convergence Academy. Our vision is simple, to promote the cause of planetary consciousness. One planet, one human family. We collaborate with an intercultural web of inspired individuals 
and organizations globally to enhance this emerging planetary paradigm. Go to www.unity.earth for more information and to get connected. One of our major projects at Unity Earth and on the road to 2020 is the Uday Festivals. Uday is a spiritual music festival that brings together spiritual leaders, musicians, artists and activists from around the world to celebrate the universal beauty of unity and diversity. We invite you to the upcoming Uday Festival in Ethiopia from January 31 to February 7, 2018. Join the merry band of peacemakers coming to this historic event as we visit the sacred sites of Lalibala, hold a major peace concert in Addis Ababa and journey down the Rift Valley together for a fundraiser on Bob Marley's birthday in Shashamani, home to the Rastafarian community. Go to udayfestival.org for more information. You are tuned in to The Convergence. You may connect with our program today by calling toll-free 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send us an email to info at onegod.com. That's I-N-F-O at the number one, God.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to The Convergence Radio Show on Voice America. We're talking today about the return to country of Mungo Man, a very important, significant cultural event in the middle of November 2017. And as part of the commemoration of that event, there's a uh, musical and cultural uh, uh, event to, to commemorate this important historic moment. And I'm delighted to have with us the uh, event director for that, uh, Sam Cook is joining us. And Sam has had an extensive career in the arts and entertainment industry. Sam was a director of the Dreaming Festival and a programmer of the Woodford Folk Festival. Artistically, Sam is a playwright, writer, visual artist and graphic designer. Administratively, Sam started working in publishing ahead of becoming the CEO of a leading Australian theatre company before launching her own company, Kiss My Black Arts, which has tentacles into artistic management and apparel. Recipient of the UK Arts Council Fellowship in 2007 and 2011, winner of National Aboriginal Youth of the Year in 1999 and Broom Aboriginal Artist of the Year in 1998, Sam's the founding Aboriginal columnist for Arts Hub, tracker and founder of Australia's Black History Month. Sam Cook, welcome to the Convergence Radio Show. It's great to have you with us. Thanks, Ben. So we just heard from Professor Jim Bowler about the history and some of the spiritual significance and the incredible richness of what's about to take place here in Australia and the Willandra Lakes World Heritage Area when Mungo Man and the human remains finally are returned to the National Park. Sam, it's great to have you with us. Could you share with our international audience what it, what it means from an, an Indigenous perspective and a First Peoples perspective here in Australia, what this moment represents and, and, and what Mungo Man himself represents? Well, coming um, from one of the 800 Aboriginal nations that comprise um, the, you know, the Australian Aboriginal identity, uh, for me as a Nigana person, which is uh, the nation from the Kimberley region in Western Australia, uh, Mungo Man has, and Mungo Lady and um, patriation in general, uh, sees a very significant spiritual but also um, tangible 
connection back to our cultural continuum. And I think from an international perspective, as an Indigenous person, what this says is that, you know, it evidences our not only cultural continuum, but the sophistication of our cultures. Uh, you know, Mungo Man being that kind of iconic 42,000 years uh, connectivity back to a ritual and a practice just really emphasises how strong we were as cultural beings and how that narrative has really kind of been replaced a little bit post-colonially. So uh, it's, it's a revival back to our identities. Yes, uh, thank you, Sam. And, and certainly uh, here in this country, there's a long way to go uh, in, in terms of relations between, I mean, maybe that's putting, that's an understatement perhaps, between Indigenous and non-Indigenous um, community. Again, with the international audience in mind, Sam, would you be able to give us a, a bit of insight into some of the challenges that are unique, or even if they're not unique, but the, the, the particular context that's faced by, the, the, as you say, those hundreds of different languages groups and communities, nations here in Australia, uh, what are some of the challenges that, that are being faced and, uh, and, and, and if you like, you know, what might be some of the ways that you see um, as, a, as, a young, as, a, as a young Indigenous leader um, f- looking forward to the future as to how we might unravel some of those? I think it's, um, you know, a, well, I guess I'd consider myself a little bit of a reformist. We've uh, had a, a template, of, you know, kind of propositioned on top of us uh, from colonisation forward, which starts to uh, erode our nuance and our identity as individual nations, because if you look at Australia as being a very similar model to Africa with tribalism, to Europe with all the countries that you see and recognise, and yet within Australia you've got seven states and territories, you start to homogenise um, an identity and we lose the power of our language in that respect. We lose the power of our uh, art form and our expression and our spiritual beliefs and our, uh, you know, identity is holism. And so that, I think, is one of the biggest uh, challenges is to come back and reawake the sovereignty and uh, reclaim our... And, and affirm our identity in a really loving way that is accessible to you know, people all around the globe so that they can see that Australia isn't just a dot painting. But uh, in terms of, you know, the kind of general reform, it's the, you know, the will of government so that the the kind of systemic racism and the the death by policy, um, you know, all of that kind of really negative, redemptive uh, approach of government uh, starts to be pushed back as we start to have agency of our voices as Aboriginal people. Mm. Thank you very much, Sam, for, for sharing that. It is it's certainly, uh, th- there's a lot of uh, woundedness and there's a lot of um, pain, uh, you know, in, in, in not just in Aboriginal uh, society, but in my experience as, a, as, a, as an Australian of European descent, there's a, a bit of a hole in our heart as a nation collectively having not really faced up to um, the truth of how this country was colonised in the first place. And as we know, there were massacres that took place around the country and uh, there hasn't, as far as I can see, been any sort of acknowledgement of that. Let's, let's talk about you, you as the creative director for this return to country. Um, you know, we've often talked about it internally and externally, Sam, as a healing moment, as a moment of acknowledgement, acknowledgement of Aboriginal, the richness, as Jim has spoken about, so well about the richness of the ancientness of Aboriginal culture, honouring 
you know, Aboriginal culture is the oldest living culture on earth, which is an incredible, you know, something we should all be very proud of. You, you, you've done an amazing job in weaving together this commemorative event with dance and music, and it's going to be an extraordinary moment in time. Sam, how, from your own personal perspective, this moment when Mungo Man goes home and then this public commemoration of that moment, how do you see that and the significance of that and, and the value of that? Well, I think the inner narrative of the actual uh, event is is so deep in meaning and significance, just even uh, at the level of the artist's um, conversation. So we've got a, a really beautiful handover of some of the most iconic uh, Australian and Aboriginal uh, performers with some of the emergent younger uh, leaders coming up in the music and entertainment industry, which... You, you don't see often, you, you know, you see kind of fragments of it, but here's a really strong statement saying we're all coming together in this respect and, you know, we recognise and we validate you as young people and we want to hold you high. Um, that also comes into the cultural component with ceremony where we have 60 young people, you know, young I think our youngest performer is two years old, uh, walking in, in, a, in a kind of a contemporary ritual to awaken um, and celebrate their cultural identity within their nations. Uh, you know, that powerful reclamation, as I said, of the nuance and identity of um, all the nations that are involved in this event make it such a big statement in that, you know, it, it will be transformative in that way. It will heal in that way. It will bring everyone forward. And it's an open invitation for everyone to come together. So it's not just saying, you know, we're siloing this, we're cutting you off, we're, we're, we're kind of, you know, rebounding against um, all the resistance within, you know, the will of government, say, uh, but actually setting all of that aside. And I think the power of Mungo Man is that he is the... Uh, and Mungo Lady and the, you know, 103 Willandra collection coming back is just this force beyond all of our mortality. It's, you know, saying this is our ancestors who are speaking to us now. Yeah, beautiful. And it reminds me of um, the Mighty Mighty Elder, uh, Mary Pappen, who is one of the leaders, you know, in the local community up there and, and who's really strongly carrying the message of her mother, Alice Kelly, who's, who's passed now, but her dad, who I think is still on the line with us, um, and, and Alice had a very strong relationship. But that Mary's, you know, message, Sam, is that Mungo Man is bringing us all together. And there's something in that, as Jim has also expressed, that, that, that 43,000 years this year, it's like, a, it's like an archetype, you know, of, of, of modern humanity and connection to the cosmos and spirituality and ritually buried 43,000 years ago and now finally being returned to country. It's a moment that, of course, you know, first and foremost is the local Aboriginal community and around that is the, is the you know, Aboriginal Australians and Torres Strait Islanders as a community. And then around that again is, I guess, Australia as a nation and then around that again is, you know, humans in a universal sense. So, so many layers and depths of meaning. Um, Jim, just, just before... Um, you, you know, as we, as we wrap up this wonderful discussion between Sam and yourself, uh, did you have any final uh, comments uh, to, 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 to share with our global audience about this moment when this, this archetype, indigenous, you know, heroic uh, figure who's finally returning, who's uniting us together, did you have anything final, Jim, to say? Oh, I think uh, uh, 
Sam has really said it all. We have so much to learn. We, the, 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 the Western world, has so much to learn from our indigenous ancestors. There's that sense of wisdom of the elders, which we now must acknowledge and, and, and learn to listen to. The other, the other very interesting thing too for both Sam and Jim is that this, this um, radio show, The Convergence, and, and many other platforms are, are very uh, carrying a very strong ecological message at this time um, of ecological crisis around the planet. Now here we have a symbol for a continuous culture for 43,000 years of, of survival and connection to nature. Is what, what, what themes ecologically, I'm going to ask you, Jim, what themes ecologically do you see the potential of this timing of this moment when Mungo Man goes home? Um, do, you see a, do you see a potential for a message there from an ecological perspective? Oh, when Mungo Man returns, he returns with messages. His messages, message, what have you done to my land? What have you done to my people? Finding solutions to those two questions is a major challenge we have to face. Thank you. And Sam, what about yourself? Do you see, do you see also in this uh, an ecological message that um, is something that has got a global significance at this particular moment in time? I do. I think, um, you know, Jim's call there, our response is that we're here and we are as Indigenous people, such a significant solution for the world. We have such an untapped reservoir of cultural property and knowledge and retain the provenance of that. So, you know, Mungo Man is really the time to to awaken and revive and reconnect and reaffirm that in probably the, the most critical time of our history. Yes, beautifully said. So, I mean, this has been a very rich discussion. And, and, and again, Sam, I want to tell everybody what an incredible job you've been doing. And that event, which is going to be the day after the repatriation, this commemorative concert event out in uh, Nguyenji Place in Mildura, is going to be live-streamed all around the world. It's going to be amazing performance, uh, performances, messages from the elders, um, messages. Uh, of course, Jim will be there as well. And it's going to be a really a ground-zero moment in many ways as this universal ancestral spirit uh, is returned to country and we gather as a human family around, first and foremost, the Indigenous community in the centre of that uh, to honour and acknowledge that, that history and that legacy. It's going to be something of, of, of incredible, deep, sacred significance. So we would invite all of our listeners to, to look for the links and to come and to uh, join in that live stream moment of the historic, the historic moment when Mungo Man and 100, 104 other ancestral remains return, return to country. Um, so thank you, thank you so much to Jim Bowler for joining us on this show. It's been a delight to have your dad with us and talking about your work and your unique relationship uh, with this particular you know, moment in history, this significant and universal, and tying that back to your own personal journey you know, with Teilhard Hard to shut in. And I think a lot of our listeners will resonate to that. And thank you, Sam Cook, for so beautifully and eloquently you know, talking about this moment uh, from an artistic perspective, from an Indigenous perspective, as well as a spiritual and cultural perspective. Thank, thank you both for joining us. And we'll be right back on the Convergence Radio Show on Voice America after this. The Convergence Radio Show is proudly brought to you by Unity Earth. We are an organization that brings together the rich legacy of the Interspiritual Network with the team at OneGod.com, 
World Weavers, U-Day Festival and the Convergence Academy. Our vision is simple, to promote the cause of planetary consciousness. One planet, one human family. We collaborate with an intercultural web of inspired individuals and organizations globally to enhance this emerging planetary paradigm. Go to www.unity.earth for more information and to get connected. One of our major projects at Unity Earth and on the road to 2020 is the Uday Festivals. Uday is a spiritual music festival that brings together spiritual leaders, musicians, artists and activists from around the world to celebrate the universal beauty of unity and diversity. We invite you to the upcoming Uday Festival in Ethiopia from January 31 to February 7, 2018. Join the merry band of peacemakers coming to this historic event as we visit the sacred sites of Lalibala, hold a major peace concert in Addis Ababa and journey down the Rift Valley together for a fundraiser on Bob Marley's birthday in Shashamani, home to the Rastafarian community. Go to udayfestival.org for more information. You are tuned in to The Convergence. You may connect with our program today by calling toll-free 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send us an email to info at onegod.com. That's I-N-F-O at the number one, God.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to The Convergence Radio Show on Voice America. And now it's my great uh, pleasure and privilege to talk to you about the U-Day Festival. And uh, U-Day is an international music festival promoting the values of intercultural harmony, dialogue, and spiritual unity. Musicians, artists, visionaries, activists, and representatives of various traditions and faiths and worldviews come together to celebrate our common humanity and present an optimistic vision for the future. Workshops and cultural activities are combined with musical performances and dialogue events in order to celebrate both the colourful diversity as well as the basic fundamental unity of the human family. The U-Day 2018 is in World Interfaith Harmony Week in, uh, in February, uh, first week of February, and it's happening in Ethiopia. 2019, the event in November is in India, and then building up to U-Day 2020 uh, in Jerusalem. Uh, to talk to us about the Ethiopian, coming Ethiopian event, is really, really excited to have a very, very special guest with us today. Uh, Ambassador Musi Hailu has been a force that has really created and been instrumental in putting together and laying the foundation for Uday in Ethiopia. Uh, Ambassador Musi Hailu is a peace activist who is working at national, regional and international level in promoting peace, reconciliation, interfaith and intercultural harmony, disarmament, world citizenship, building right human relationships, constructive dialogue and building bridges for international cooperation and promoting the teaching of the Golden Rule. Uh, He's also actively working against the proliferation of small arms and light weapons in Africa. He served as diplomat and ambassador at large. He's founding member of United Religions Initiative and currently serving as global envoy of the URI, representative of the URI to the African Union and the UN office in Africa. Regional director of the URI for Africa. He also serves as special advisor of the African Union and the Economic, Social and Cultural Council. It's my great privilege to have with us today 
with us on the Convergence Radio Show, Ambassador Musi Hailu. Okay, welcome back to this Convergence Radio series. Uh, it's my great pleasure to be in the studios with uh, uh, an amazing and inspirational man on the world stage. Ambassador Musi Hailu is the global envoy for the United Religions Initiative, uh, as the ambassador to the African Union, as a lifetime of service across all, all the continents of the world. Um, striving for understanding and tolerance and unity and and respect and uh, in terms of what's taking place in Ethiopia in February 2018 with the Uday Festival uh, Musi Hailu is a visionary and active campaigner that's really put this all together at the local level, the national level, the continental level and the global level so uh, Ambassador Musi it's a wonderful privilege to be here with you today can you tell us a little bit about your own vision uh, for what is the Uday Festival in Ethiopia next year? Thank you so much, Ben, and uh, it's uh, a great honor and privilege to work very closely with you uh, to organize this uh, U-Day festival here um, in Ethiopia. Um, especially, you know, this U-Day festival is very special because we are organizing this in commemoration and celebration of the United Nations World Interface Harmony Week, the first week of February. So U-Day festival is a platform that brings unity, harmony, respect, compassion, understanding, and also uh, fostering partnership for the good of all. Beautiful. And in terms of your global works, uh, Ambassador Musihali, with the United Religions Initiative and and uh, the incredible work that's happening in all those countries as the world's largest interfaith organization, we're very privileged and uh, honored to be uh, working with the URI. And and in terms of how you can see an event such as Uday in Ethiopia with bringing the musicians and the artists, and it's a little bit different to ignore sort of a lot of the um, uh, interfaith aspects that are taking place. How can you see that this, or how do you see that this unique event in Ethiopia will actually help promote the cause of, you know, institutions like the United Religions Initiative, what you're striving for here with the African Union? How how can an event like this support the work that you're doing? Thank you so much, Ben. And as you know, United Religions Initiative is a bridge-building organization. It's an international interface organization with consultative status at the Economic, Social and Cultural Council of the United Nations. So as such, organizing this event in partnership with Uday, the World Interface Harmony Week is very important and relevant more than ever and it's an idea whose time has come. Basically, to promote understanding and respect and uh, gratitude also among followers of different faiths, cultures, and spiritual traditions. So United Religion Initiative being an interface organization which is working to promote enduring daily interface cooperation, to end religiously motivated violence, and to build a culture of peace, justice, and healing for the earth and all living beings. It is a great honor for us to um, use this platform of World Interface Harmony Week to promote, as you rightly mentioned, peaceful coexistence among people from different parts of the world, the different corner, people from different cultures, secular philosophy, people who follow certain religion, lifestyle, spiritual and indigenous people, the human dignity, as I mentioned to you. And uh, 
peaceful coexistence basically for this generation generation yet to come and you mentioned it very well more than ever we need to build bridge bridge between policymakers traditional leaders indigenous people uh, faith-based organizations policymakers because the issue of peace the issue of addressing climate change the issue of protecting mother earth that sustain our life is not something we can leave it only to the united nation european union africa union or our respective governments but it should be the concern and the practical action of all of us to work together in partnership to you know create a peaceful environment a peaceful home a peaceful community a peaceful village so more than ever we need really to build our efforts together and together we can make make it it's all is possible so this is a day to reaffirm our commitment to build more bridges to call upon all citizens of the world to work together as citizens of the world and to also show our unity in diversity so uh, to be a positive energy in the society as you mentioned it earlier on you know we are hearing so many challenges and problem but we have two options one to hear all these challenges and problem and feel sad and life allow life to continue that way the other one is to take responsibility and be part of the change as Mahatma Gandhi said and create a better future a future that will lead us without leaving anyone behind from darkness to light from killing each other to peaceful coexistence from holding grudges to forgiveness to heal the wound from unnecessary competition to cooperation mother earth provide everything for all of us it doesn't make sense while we are living in the 21st century people are still killing each other in the name of religion in the name of power in the name of uh, whatever you name it ego basically also people are dying because of hunger famine while we have enough to feed for all it's the greed that we need to address so it's more than ever we need really to highlight on the need of bringing moral spiritual and ethical dimension to the work of the different institutions that we have on earth and i'm so happy to see there are a number of interface organization there are a number of individuals organizations who are committed to make a positive change in the world there is also a lot of positive change taking place but unfortunately international media don't pick this and make it a news so it's up to us to make this happen so a day like the world interface harmony week the core message is love thy neighbor and your neighbor can be from different cultures different ethnicity groups different uh, cultural perspective or ideology for that matter but we need to honor each other so this is a day endorsed by the general assembly of the united nation for us to celebrate the you know the unity that we have the unity in diversity respecting uh, recognizing each other cohabitation so this is a, a good platform where we call people from the four corner of the earth so this is very symbolic the fact that this is also taking place in the land of origin ethiopia mm-hmm. with lucy mm-hmm. the spiritual ground that we see muslim and christians living and other faith traditions living in harmony it makes more sense to organize it here as you know one eighth of the human family lives in africa africa has a lot to offer to the rest of the world 
And I'm happy to say a new wind of hope is blowing in Africa. Positive change is taking in Africa and in the rest of the world, obviously. But Africa has a lot to contribute to the rest of the world. The fact that this event is taking place also here in Ethiopia and most probably at the African Union, especially the Interface Harmony Week, as Africa is embarking, especially the African Union, on Agenda 2063, a roadmap that we want to see the Africa from now in the coming 50 years to be peaceful, united and prosperous. So this is one way for us to express our solidarity with the people of Africa and with the rest of the world that together we can make it happen. And this is also a good platform more than ever to highlight the universal principle of ethics, which is the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. As this is a World Interface Harmony Week, the golden rule which says treat others the way you want to be treated is a best way that will help us. Just to mention, for example, from Judaism, it says, what is hateful to you, do not do to your neighbors. This is the whole Torah. All the rest is commentary. When you see Islam, it says, not one of you truly believes until you wish for others what you wish for yourself. And in Christianity, it says, in everything do to others as you would have them do to you, for this is the law and the prophet. And to mention Sikhism, it says, I'm stranger to no one, and no one is a stranger to me. Indeed, I'm a friend to all. This is a day to highlight on those core values that we have. When we see, for example, in native spirituality that represent the indigenous as well, we are as much alive as we keep the earth alive. And if we see, for example, in Buddhism, it says, treat not others in a way that you yourself would find hurtful. The Baha'i face, it says, lay not on any soul a lot that you would not wish to be laid upon you. And desire not for anyone the things you would not desire for yourself. So this is an Taoism, for example. Regard your neighbor gain as your own gain and your neighbor loss as your own loss. And the same with Confucianism. It says, one word which sums up the basis of all good conduct, loving kindness, do not do to others what do not want done to yourself. So if we all live, practice, and act according to this universal mm. principle of life, we will have a peaceful world where we all live together in harmony. And more than anything, Brother Ben, we need to inherit for this generation, generation yet to come, best place, a peaceful environment, mm -hmm. a peaceful world. Mm -hmm. So with this, with this in mind, UDAY, in partnership with United Religion Initiative and all as Interreligious Council of Ethiopia and all other partners organizing in commemoration of the World Interface Harmony Week here in Ethiopia. And of course, the cultural aspect of it is also a very important. Music is a universal language. Mm -hmm. Through music, we're trying to bring that you know, respect and harmony and also spread a culture of peace. Yes. So this is what we are intending to do and also above anything to recognize the human dignity and to see the divine in each and every one of us. Mm -hmm. And no one has a right to kill anyone. Mm -hmm. And this is the message we are trying to bring. And as we are doing this, we also pray for peace to prevail in our mind, in our heart, in our family, in our community and throughout the world. Yes. We also pray 
for all those countries who are suffering due to political unrest for peace to prevail. Yes, mm, so beautiful, Ambassador Musi Hailu, and you are such an inspiration to all of us working on New Day Ethiopia and your tireless efforts and your mastery of the skills that you have used and put to the service of, uh, of creating peace and, and, and building peace uh, is truly an inspiration for all of us. So we're really excited about bringing, you know, so many world leaders or spiritual leaders, traditional leaders, Buddhist monks from Thailand and all the rest of the community, the Aboriginal community from my own country in Australia, to Ethiopia for this very, very special uh, event. So deep gratitude to you and everything that you're doing and the URI uh, is doing. And we look forward to having an incredibly positive moment together uh, as we we build towards that more positive future that you talk about for the children to come and the generations to come. And that together we can do this. We can come together as a people, as brothers and sisters, draw upon our universal spiritual inspirations and realize the depth of the teachings that you just read out from the golden rule and the other spiritual teachings of truth beauty and goodness that can carry us forward uh, into the world that we all hope for and the world that we all dream about so it's a it's an inspirational moment and uh, we, we we're so excited to be collaborating with you and we welcome everybody to come yeah. to ethiopia the land of origins 2018 come and be a part of this historic moment uh, for now, from everyone, and just before we go, Ambassador Musi, yeah. is there anything you'd like to say? Uh, Brother Ben, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you so much for your vision, commitment, and practical action. What motivates you to do this is compassion, uh, love for humanity, without any um, other agenda. And thank you so much for raising the flag of the U-Day Festival, and through this effort, you're trying to bring also harmony, unity, and understanding across the different barriers that we have, and bringing people from different parts of the world to highlight what we have in common. So I thank you so much, and we fully embrace this initiative. And once again, on behalf of members of United Religion Initiative, 889 member organizations in 102 countries, I would like to express our gratitude to your work and to those who are working with you in at different levels and all our colleagues and friends who are putting this together all those who are supporting this initiative i would like to use this opportunity to thank them and as i said it's an idea whose time has come and we need to work together for us to move beyond the trivial difference we have in terms of place of birth the language we speak uh, the ideology we follow these are trivial differences we have, and our differences are our beauty. We shouldn't make them a source of conflict. And religion has never been a problem, but the problem is the politicization of religion. So this is also another good opportunity to highlight uh, making religion a healing force, and also the spiritual groups to come together and work, and also build a bridge between policymakers, traditional leaders, the private sector, youth and women associations and groups, to work together in making this planet Earth that we all share equally to be what it should be for all of us and for the coming generation. But equally also, it's very important to care for the animals, mm -hmm. all living beings, mm -hmm. and Mother Earth that sustain our life, and the environment, the plants, the trees, the air, the water, the soil. Mm -hmm. So. This is a time for us to create that awareness, to be very mindful, to be respectful, 
and whatever we are doing also not to harm others. So this is a day we can manifest that and this is the beginning of something big. But we need to do this on a daily basis. It's not something we will do it once in a year, but it should be what we need to do on a daily basis. Yeah. And it's happening and it will continue to happen. Give thanks. And Give may thanks. peace prevail on earth. Thank may you. peace prevail on earth. Thank you, Ambassador Musi Hailu, for everything. And we're really excited about taking this step and moving then from Ethiopia to India and Jerusalem across the United States and onwards with this caravan, global caravan of unity, uh, building upon all the good work of all the wonderful people around the world that are called to participate in this healing moment for our planet. And we would like to take this opportunity also to appreciate and thank the King of Jordan who introduced the resolution of the United Nations Interface Harmony Week. And we would like also to thank all member states who endorsed and committed in the implementation. And this is also to complement this effort, we are putting this together. And we would like also to thank the different interface organization, spiritual groups, and people who are doing outstanding work in different parts of the world. Thank you and keep up the good work. So there you go, folks. The time has come. One world, one family, one humanity. Let's do it. Thank you, Ambassador Musi, for your leadership. We'll be right back. Well, what an amazing dialogue with Ambassador Musi Hailu. Thank you so much, Ambassador Musi, for being with us and sharing your work and uh, your incredible activism in the world. We're, I'm sure, all the richer for, for learning more about that. Uh, for those who want to take a look further at uh, Uday and be a part of it in Ethiopia, uh, go to udayfestival.org. That's U-D-A-Y-Festival.org. And we look forward to seeing you uh, in Ethiopia for this very, very special moment on the road to 2020. Well, thanks so much, Ben and Jim, Sam and Musi, for what's really been an inspiring presentation about these two upcoming international events. And we hope that the attention that we've drawn to them on this program can help bring people to enjoy and learn from them. So remember that this show is going to now be available 24-7 at our show page at voiceamerica.com on the Empowerment Channel. And all the links are also at www.unity.earth slash convergence. Now also note that the Convergence magazine is also available now free at www.unity.earth. Just go there and follow the icons. And the magazine gives a dynamic presentation of these and other Unity.earth programs and events around the world. Now the Convergence is going to be joining you again soon with several new specials on topics of major moment. We're going to be doing one on the international yoga scene centered on dynamic women teachers of yoga, including Sanatam Kar, Karuna, Shiva Ray, and Elena Brower, which will be hosted by me and Karuna, who is at www.lightonkundalini.com and now available also through a series of new computer apps that you're going to want to take a look at at that same URL, www.lightonkundalini.com. So watch our show page at www.unity.earthconvergence for these and upcoming other special episodes. So thanks for listening today. It was a great uh, discussion, and we look forward to seeing you next time on The Convergence on Voice America. 
Thank you for joining our team, Dr. Kurt Johnson, Ben Bowler, and Doug King for The Convergence. We invite you to tune in again next Thursday at 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel for another edition of the program. Until we talk again, have an outstanding week. Tragedies, democracy wakes up diseased. Yeah.